In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with the Cinda Academy, which is part of www.cinda.org. And on this series, we bring you great leaders from all over the world and business experts from all over the world. You can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. Now, we also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from. And if you're new to this series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization, or your individual career. So please listen to this series weekly. It's on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you happen to miss it, then you can download it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other channels. And in this series, when you listen to it, you can really get great advice. Okay, you, If you're a leadership position or you inspire to be one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you do join us each week and we will make sure that you take home something for either your business or yourself. Now, on to what we're going to talk about today. A business that is valuable is also considered credible and visible when it is on digital channels online, and that is so important today. And with the decrease of foot traffic because of the last crisis and the increase in online, if customers cannot find businesses, they really don't know who they are. They don't know where to get the service. And if you're a business, you have to be online and you have to be visible. A study by Riverbend found that 99% of businesses, decision makers agree that optimizing digital performance is essential to business performance. But how do you optimize that? A great online presence consists of many elements, but visibility is mostly driven from a great SEO, SEM strategy. And today we're going to talk to a company uh, that is an expert in this area, and we're going to talk to them about the current online trends and what elements make a good marketing strategy and make a good online strategy, and what it, how can you get visibility through SEO and SEM? Now, today we're going to be talking to Mateusz Oshetsky, and he is the international partner manager for Bauer Media Group and Sunrise System in Poland. His main points of professional interest revolve around market strategy and research and channel partners in IT or marketing areas. Sunrise Systems is a Google partner, and as part of the Bauer Media Group is a well-coordinated and energetic team of specialists in the field of e-marketing, 
positioning Web Atlantics and has been setting the direction of SEO, SEM industry development since 2008. The company has over 16,000 implemented SEO, SEM campaign successes confirmed by the largest number of references in the industry. They have resources enabling individual customer service from various industries and operating on various scales from SMEs to corporations. And they are really an expert in this business. And Matush, welcome to the show. Uh, Hello, Kim. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for having me. So let's just just kind of talk about, you know, the online world has changed. Okay, search has changed. You know, we've gone through this crisis. Um, What are generally, what, what are you seeing? What has changed? What are some of the observations you've made? Well, uh, we can uh, talk about how online search results are reflecting the changing world. I mean, the topic is uh, very broad in that sense. Uh, we could, for example, discuss um, Google search results in terms of popularity of various types of results, such as uh, graphics, um, infographics, video recordings in the context of a given query, or uh, consider the prospect of displaying a specific group of uh, thematic phrases in a given industry or in a specific region of the, of the world. Uh, what we can certainly say is that the search results show changes in the needs, wants, and interests of, uh, of final users. And that, that's something that we can uh, see by uh, the data from Google tools like uh, Google Trends uh, or certain uh, rising or, or falling retail categories, uh, which clearly show how, how queries change and in response to changes in, in the economy. Well, I think in, we'll definitely get into more details given these uh, extraordinary virus-stricken circumstances we found ourselves in later on. Mm-hmm. And and when you talk about the different sectors, um, I mean, w- you know, we're talking about vertical sectors. What are some of the changes that you're seeing in some of the vertical sectors? Well, uh, the first thing that comes to to my mind is uh, a disorder of seasonality, uh, so to speak. And um, we can exemplify it by um, by a clear example that uh, in the time between March and April, for instance, so in the peak of uh, coronavirus crisis, uh, in in uh, our um, market, which is which is Poland, where uh, my company uh, is is from, and basically in the whole European continent. We witnessed a ban on, on leaving flats and houses without a serious reason. So all the kindergartens and schools were obviously closed. And uh, popular inquiries in the search engine included, for instance, phrases like garden toys and even such solutions like balcony toys uh, that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> but uh, usually the interest in uh, such products occurs in the period of warmer temperatures, obviously, specifically in, in my region. Mm-hmm. And the disruption of this trend clearly made companies producing these uh, products um, increase, feel the increase uh, in interest before the usual peak. So in addition, we, we can see the uh, huge growth of uh, e-commerce platform financials uh, as many traditional brick-and-mortar businesses had to adapt to the uh, uh, COVID-led disruption and basically sell their goods online. There was no other way. So for instance, mm-hmm. we saw... Uh, Huge rise in uh, free categories, for instance, like uh, community-supported local agricultural products, uh, which rose for about 430%. Uh, typical grocery stores uh, or huge chains uh, grew about uh, 200%. And funnily enough, categories like uh, supernatural readings rose by almost 140%. Wow. 
Wow. So, I mean, I, I had to laugh with the with the balcony toys. So, well, the parent, well, the parents are sticking all the kids on the balcony because they can't go in the yard. Okay. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. So that's creativity. Okay. But you, we're, seeing a, we're seeing a lot of creativity. I mean, sometimes challenges bring out the creativity, and um, I, you know, I, I've observed a lot of creativity in certain industry sectors. What have you observed? Well, the pandemic has forced us, and I mean consumers, uh, small and medium-sized businesses, as well as the uh, SEO agencies to sort of change their perspective in um, both short and uh, long term. So taking the first example, we obviously all moved from um, moved our work from business centers or offices to, to, to our houses, and this uh, consequently resulted in changes in the, in the behavior. Uh, so... Um, we had to take the non-standard actions. For instance, um, consumers increased their activity online. They gained more time with limited possibilities to spend it because obviously no one could leave their uh, their house. The internet offers more than one billion websites with different topics. It's a huge resource uh, if, you, if you're looking for basically anything. Um, so that's one perspective. Second perspective is that entrepreneurs have to have to reorganize the work in a way, in a way. So of course they had to move their teams to home offices wherever possible. Uh, at home, employees had to adapt to a completely different mode of operation. So video conference uh, conferencing uh, became a whole new reality uh, for for many uh, employees. It was uh, sort of Mm, occasional thing to do, but but then it really became their their the marine mode of uh, internal communication as well as communication with the with the end customer, uh, which is sales uh, at the end of the day. So on the other hand, um, business owners redesigned their businesses. Uh, for instance, uh, restaurants set up online shops where they sold uh, their takeaway meals. Hairdressers sold ready-made products uh, for for coloring personal uh, personalized under the clients. Uh, and in by step uh, step by step video instructions, they indicated how to uh, how to do the uh, the whole process uh, them- themselves. So that's a uh, that's a huge shift. Uh, on the other hand, we also witnessed transformation in marketing messages. So um, the most visible change in in, uh, in such messages was the change in the center of of gravity. So the the content from um, from strong sales uh, before uh, COVID nineteen turned into strong image. So uh, companies at the time silenced their sales and marketing uh, efforts in favor of image promotion because they wanted to 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 be perceived as a strong, reliable brands that um, somehow fight the crisis. Interestingly, one of the biggest players, uh, Coca-Cola, uh, announced on social media that from April until further notice, they resigned uh, resigned from uh, running advertising campaigns for their brands. So that's that's. Uh, that's also kind of uh, interesting if you look at it from a marketing perspective in the crisis time. Do you have any idea? Did you read articles on why they did that at all? Because I, I remember seeing something, but um, was there an explanation when they, they stopped doing that? Do you uh, know? I'm not sure, uh, but mm-hmm. I guess that they, uh, they, 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 uh, mm, they might have come to a conclusion that, that, that further uh, spending on uh, on the marketing uh, to, to sort mm-hmm. of promote the, the, the brand is not uh, not essential during these days as they, they have to focus more on the maybe CSR or, or other mm-hmm. uh, other aspects mm-hmm. of their business. Yeah. I'm not yeah. not 100% sure, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you think about the image, the pushing the image, that's that's logical because most a lot of these, you know, uh, companies are are trying to retain customers during this time. Um, 
but you know when when you think about that it's it, it's logical um but what does that really say about the the end consumer what what's be happening with the end consumer on behavior in the end consumer well i think that the uh, the changes that have taken place tell us uh, all the time about the importance of the needs of consumers and uh, and and end customers so their reactions to the new restrictions being implemented and uh, now they're sort of slow removal of these restrictions determine the direction of marketing strategies. So importantly, the reactions of uh, consumers uh, and end customers are fast. For example, the promotion of uh, safety recommendation, uh, like even before the pandemic was declared, has led to an almost massive purchase of uh, hand disinfectants from shops. Uh, mm-hmm. Suddenly it turned out that there is a massive shortage of it. Uh, like one of the biggest uh, gas station chains in in, in Europe, um, they 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 uh, started to 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 sell these disinfectants on their shelves. But uh, even though it, it, even though they were supposed to be there, uh, despite a huge delivery system, like uh, I was asking among my friends, no one has ever managed to to actually buy them because uh, <laughs> the 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 sudden uh, demand was was simply enormous. Yeah, no, I know <laughs> it was here too. Also, uh, huh. of course, we're not so far away. But so, do you think? Do you think um, that that most of the small and businesses were focusing on maintaining customers and not growing at this time during the um, crisis? Well, depending on the sector, the situation might might differ slightly. But having uh, spoken with many executives operating in the uh, SMEs landscape, I know that um, a lot of a lot of businesses had a drop in new sales, but managed to maintain their customer base. So obviously, SMEs should not dismiss uh, their long long term strategy uh, directed towards new customers. And uh, one of the perfect ways of doing it is by building an online presence for SEO. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we're going to, I want to co- talk about that a little bit more when we come, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk about, you know, how, if the SMBs were really equipped to, you know, do these changes and also, you know, what you're seeing with what they're doing on online presence right now. And for our listeners, we're talking to Matush Oshetsky, and he is the international head of international partnerships for Sunrise System and Bauer Media in Europe. And his main point of professional interests revolve around market strategy, research, channel partners in IT and marketing areas. Sunrise is a Google partner, and as I said, part of the Bauer Media Group. And they, Bauer Media Group is a leader in this area and have been setting the direction SEO, SEM industry development since 2008. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Sunrise Systems, you can go to www.sunrisesystem.com. And if you'd like to learn more about Bauer Media, you can go to www.bauer, and that's B-A-U-E-R, media.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with Matush, then you can go to him on LinkedIn, and I will spell his last name. It's O-S-I-E-C-K-I, and 
the LinkedIn number is 0036864. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, a leadership expert. And you can contact me with questions on Leadership Beyond Borders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group, Leadership Beyond Borders. Now, this broadcast is also brought to you by the Cinda Academy. And Cinda is one of the fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search association. Cinda holds conferences in Europe. And the Cinda Academy is available 24 hours a day on www. Cinda.org. And you on that, you can hear webinars, you can read blogs, you can hear customer interviews, and much more. And with that, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You're an executive who's looking to tap into the hidden value of your business enterprise. Now, there's a show just for you. It's called Bootlegged Innovations with host John Schultz. This groundbreaking program shows you how to relate the needs of the business with the workforce to execute and lead. You'll make more, spend less, and disrupt less with proven workforce development. Bootlegged Innovations can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis. And today, we're speaking about online trends that we've seen over the last par months, uh, few months. And we're talking with Mateusz Ochetsky, and he is the International Partners Manager at Sunrise System and Bauer Media Group in Europe. Now, um, Mateusz, before the break, we, we kind of talked about, you know, generally some of the, the things that have been going on and how, you know, some of the adaption that's happened in online. And um, let me ask you this one question. Do you think SMBs um, 
uh, were ready for these? You said you're seeing a lot of changes in online. Do you think they were ready for this? Um, were they really equipped for this, these changes that had to happen so quickly? Well, uh, I would say it varies a lot among them. Uh, pandemics has truly led to a huge crisis among SMBs, uh, as well as big brands, actually. Uh, and SMBs are definitely more agile uh, in their response and can react to the crisis, to the crisis uh, more quickly. In terms of their readiness, uh, I think it's crucial for them to understand that it's a way more effective way to collaborate with a reliable marketing partner rather than to do things by them by themselves. And that's probably like one of the kins that, that I could give them for, for these difficult times. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, th- this has been a big change and um, you've seen these changes. And I, I'd like to to talk a little bit about what changes you've seen. And I also know that you did some research um, back in 2019 on campaigns and maybe what changes are you seeing and what did you see in 2019? Well, uh, as you mentioned, I referred to res- the recent results from the portal uh, wordstream.com. Uh, the yeah. same research says that 17% of advertisers were planning on uh, increasing their investment in YouTube advertising. Also, uh, quite interesting is the fact that as much as uh, 46% of advertisers were planning uh, increasing Google search advertising. Uh, another research says that in 2019, the majority of small business owners used email to communicate with their customers. Uh, and then quite um, a large group of companies use Facebook for communication and uh, in, in the first place was uh, just old-fashioned old phone calls. Uh, mm-hmm. So finally, around 48% use direct email to, to communicate with, with, that, with that, their uh, customers. And how this reflects the shifts we are now seeing in 2020? Well, the beginning of 2020, uh, as we know, uh, brought huge changes related to the uh, outbreak of the epidemic. So at the beginning, there were uh, significant changes related to reduce advertising activity in online campaigns and shopping preferences. So now uh, all activities are more tailored. I mean that com- I mean that companies try to adapt to customer expectations and respond quickly to their to their needs much faster than uh, than in 2019. We can see that certain companies increase their activity in social media. And they often extend offer with new services, for instance, by creating uh, online shops. Mm, confronted with a global recession, which we, I think we can uh, start talking about, uh, f- 34% of marketers say they would invest more in lower cost channels like SEO. And that's uh, specifically valid for, um, uh, for SMBs budgets as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when, when you're looking at this, um, as you see them moving online, um, you know, first of all, is there, does, is one channel more important and, and, um, you know, what does actually make a good marketing mix? Because you said some are doing this, some are doing that. Um, I mean, email was important in 2019. It probably is still important now. Um, how do you get a good marketing mix together? Well, there are many elements of a good marketing mix. Uh, if we're talking about a good and um, an appropriate balance, it will depend on a company and its uh, industry uh, where, where we operate in. So, in my open opinion, what will affect a good strategy, taking into account the uh, dynamically changing economic conditions, are uh, are a few few factors that have to have to be taken into account. So, first of all, 
Um, um, web design and basic visibility and uh, and Google My Business is obviously a must for an SMB. And even uh, uh, even though it might sound trivial, uh, the reality is that a great deal of uh, small and medium sized uh, businesses do not think of it that way uh, as a must. Uh, second thing is the uh, my favorite um, category, which is SEO, search engine optimization, which we specialize as Sunray system. That's simply the natural consequence. So just um, just like you need to gather traffic and uh, make your brick and mortar shop visible and attended by customers, you need to translate this into online landscape. Thus, uh, you need to optimize your online trace, uh, so to speak. And uh, thirdly, uh, you can also supplement it in a more um, point-wise activity that SEO can be um, supplemented with, which is uh, PPC. So paid advertising on on Google or or other uh, search uh, search engines. So these would be the three key elements. But obviously, SMBs think uh, rationally and just like big brands, they optimize their marketing campaigns in a cost-effective way. Thus, uh, SEO is simply more effective in the long run, whereas PPC is uh, preferred for for short peaks. In addition to these uh, to these uh, elements, obviously SMEs should uh, bear in mind and should should not forget uh, the importance of social media, uh, content marketing, or or the uh, aforementioned uh, email campaigns, or adapting to 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 um, to, to mobile uh, reality we 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 live in. Mm-hmm. And let me. Uh, you said something about um, a lot of a lot of SMBs don't think about Google My Business, um, um, and you know I, they might think about social media first. Do you, do you know why that is? Uh, well, I suppose that social media, through its uh, popularity, um, not only in the uh, business landscape, is just more tangible and uh, in sort of more easy to to, to understand for. Uh, for small business uh, owners, they uh, sometimes um, sort of disregard the um, the importance of Google My Business as it's not so uh, so popular in uh, in a sort of common wisdom sense, and that that I think is uh, just the, the the easiest explanation for that. Mm-hmm. And why do you say it's a must to be there for 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 you know the the digital agencies listening and the customers listening? You said it, it, you have to be there. Why is that? Uh, do you mean why is it, why you don't uh, have to be to on Google? Well, Google, you said it's a must, and people don't think about it on Google My Business. Um, well, uh, I, I suppose that it's uh, it's it's the first uh, first thing when uh, consumers are searching for your business online, uh, considering that uh, you don't have a properly uh, built website. The the Google My Business profile is simply uh, the the most the most basic um, tool or weapon that the smaller and medium-sized uh, business can uh, can use uh, to be to be noticed. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that in that sense, it's a it's a definite must. Uh, in in addition to uh, to, to hyper localization, um, what we observe uh, and and the importance of uh, integration of Google Maps with local businesses, it's just uh, mm-hmm. a crucial element to have as an online online mm-hmm. marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. But if, but if I'm a business out there, um, how how do I know you know which the most important area for me? You know, is it Facebook? Is it is it Instagram? Is you know, of course, you're saying you got to be on Google My Business anyways. Um, how do I know where to put my emphasis? Um, you know, or do I have to put you know spread it across all areas of online marketing? 
Well, that's a good question. First of all, I think you know that the uh, um, that the action will be effective because it's it's proven. I mean, uh, that you can use industry reports regarding the effectiveness of a given uh, element of online marketing. Uh, secondly, your, your current experience can also be a valuable source of of knowledge. Uh, giving uh, guidelines for the next steps and which direction and what channels is better to use for for promotional activities. So in one month. The company will succeed thanks to a uh, well-planned pay- paid campaign that will generate website traffic and increase sales. And in the second month, uh, the post on social media has, um, you know, will, will gain significant popularity and will contribute to the increase of uh, of inqu- inquiries or phone calls or, or effectively orders. Um, there is no better way in. Uh, and finding out then uh, trying uh, these elements, um, obviously, if you have certain uh, research conducted on your sector and what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And um, so as you're doing that, you know, I, you're seeing marketing, marketing budget shifts. And if I think about, um, you know, in 2019, I saw some figures that 26% of businesses um, put marketing into event marketing. And obviously, that's not happening right now. Um, where do you think this slice of the budget is going? Do you have any indications from your research, you know, that they're moving it into one area or rather than another area? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure if there has been much research done in this specific area, uh, but we've noticed that a lot of companies are moving their activities and, and spending their budgets on uh, running online events, which uh, we are also doing at Cinda. Uh, they actively sort of operate by offering webinars uh, or a platform to exchange experiences of use. Um, regarding statistics, uh, confronted with uh, what we are now experiencing, um, as much as 34% of marketers indicate they would invest more uh, in low-cost uh, channels like SEO, we have to remember that the uh, the crisis has um, has uh, also um, caused the situation where marketing budgets were uh, were trimmed, were, were cut, and thus uh, long-term and sort of more cost-efficient strategy like SEO makes uh, makes a lot of sense in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're going to talk about SEO after the break. Um, but I, have a, I have another question on marketing because one of, you said one of the biggest channels was email marketing. And obviously, in a virtual environment, that's got to be an important channel again. So um, what are you observing now in, in email marketing in 2020? Well, uh, what we see is that in, uh, in 2020, it still is um a very important channel and you can still observe a similar percentage of companies uh doing that as in 2019 uh, so sending well targeted emails is still one of the uh, most effective ways to, to get a loyal customer base um as, as long as you make sure as a small business owner that you're targeting the content uh, that is supposed to be more likely to to, to be successful than, than general news uh, campaign monitor research reported that uh, 72% of people would rather receive marketing materials from from brands uh, through their email. Uh, what is more por- what is more important? 39% reported they prefer email content that is rich in information and value uh, rather than uh, simply promotional. So that's uh, that's um, also something to bear in mind. It's not only about um, the type of a channel, but if we know it's that that might that emails make sense, we also have to uh, craft them properly in order to reach the audience. 
Mm-hmm. And and I think that's important because I think we've we've all got a little email exhaustion over this crisis. With yes. you know, um, yes, absolutely. If I got one more email that said we're all in this together, I was just gonna <laughs> I, I was put those keywords in my computer. And if it says we're all in this together, it goes immediately in trash. Okay, <laughs> <That's so laughs> but I mean, um, do you have any d- tips on what good content might be? Uh, well, that's uh, that. That obviously depends a lot on the sector. I mean, uh, the good content in that sense is uh, probably uh, informative, uh, and and uh, if it's supposed to be valuable, I think that that would um, that would have to do a lot of um, a lot of the the type of um, target group that we are uh, addressing. So hard to answer this unequivocally. Yeah. So, I mean, for example, if I was a, a garden shop, it might be, you know, tips on, you know, how to to um, uh, keep my, you know, keep my flower bed in line or whatever, something like that, kind of relevant to the business and relevant to your customer base would be something that you might suggest as as decent content. Is that correct? Yes, in a sense. Yeah, that, that would uh, that would make perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean that um, obviously for good content, you're right on reading and promotional. Um, I, I I don't know about you, uh, but I know when I get promotional, I might glance through it and then it might catch an interest and it may not catch an interest and then it goes immediately, you know, to trash if I if I don't like it. So I do think that's a really good. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one who does that, but. I think it's probably a habit of everybody. Um, no, really, really good. Um, to just la- last quick question. Um, you know, we've all we've all suffered with this um, uh, privacy issues. And um, do you think that with this virtual world, and this is kind of a quick question, do you think that we might rethink some of this privacy issues so that e- you know we can? Do a little bit more targeted email marketing, or do you think that's something that we're just going to have to live with forever? Do you think that this crisis might change some of that, make it worse, or make it better, or, or stay the same? <laughs> uh, uh, well, I think it uh, it will definitely uh, change somehow. I mean, uh, even if you um, like leaving the emails aside, if you think of how we communicate now, and then basically a lot of um, a lot of our activities. Uh, like sales or internal communication uh, is now relying on uh, on Skype or or other uh, conference uh, tools. Mm, we 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 know how much uh, of our personal lives we expose uh, through the backgrounds. Even mm. yep. uh, that that's probably one of the important aspects of it. Uh, obviously, there are things uh, there are there are solutions to to hide our backgrounds, but there is a huge debate. Going, uh, going, even on such a trivial. Uh, well, if you think of it, it's, mm-hmm. it seems trivial. But then mm-hmm. uh, there is a there's huge debate on how important it is to, to hide certain things uh, mm. when you are exposing your your own personal space. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, uh, on if it's going to have any effect. Um, but we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about your expertise area, SEO and SEM. 
And for our listeners, we are talking to Mateusz Oszetski, and he is the International Partnerships Manager for Sunrise System, and his main points of professional interest revolve around market strategy, research channel partners in IT and marketing areas. And Sunrise System is a Google partner and is part of the Bauer Media Group out of Germany. And the Bauer Media Group has been setting the direction of SEO, SEM in the industry development since 2008. If you'd like to learn more about Sunrise, you can go to www.sunrisesystem.com. And if you'd like to learn more about the Bauer Media Group, you can go to www.bauermedia.com. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, and you can reach out from to me on leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And this show is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda holds digital conferences in Europe, and Cinda Academy is available 24 hours a day under www.cinda.org, and Cinda is a nonprofit digital marketing association based in Europe. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Have you ever been interested in technology or the application? Technology is always changing, and there is definitely a place for you in it. Listen for Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. Sharon and her guests teach you the skill set and present resources that help you incorporate and enhance technological know-how in your current career, as well as prepare you for future success. Listen every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. 
Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we're talking about the changing landscape of online marketing for not just small businesses, but also for enterprise and really for any business out there. So we're talking with Matusz Ochetsky, and he is the International Partner Manager at Sunrise System. And Sunrise System is a Google partner and is part of the Bauer Media Group in Germany. And and right now I'm going to talk with with Matusz about SEO and SEM, which is an expertise of the Bauer Media Group. So um, let's start really simple, um, uh, Matusz, because... You know, sometimes people get mixed up and they they don't even know the difference between SEO, SEM, how it works. So can you kind of give us like a high level explanation on that? Well, these two terms or definitions are actually being used uh, quite interchangeably. But um, if if you ask me about the clear definition, SEO is all about increasing the amount of website visitors by getting the site to appear uh, high on result pages um, returned by a search engine. And SEM is considered um, internet marketing that increases a site's visibility for organic search engine results and paid advertising. So if, if I were about to give you a short uh, definition, SEM is basically a broader uh, term that en- encompasses SEO as well as a PPC, uh, so, so paid advertising, so uh, things like Google Ads. So that's just the, uh, the 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 matter of of scope. Uh, I would sense. I would say. Mm-hmm. So um, you uh, you said in a previous segment that you see that you know people are you know some companies are are putting into um, their marketing budgets. They're putting a little bit more into SEO, um, PPC, uh, because of visibility. So it, can you explain to us how how critical SEO is in for visibility of of companies? Well, SEO is basically the most crucial element for achieving uh, online visibility. Um, naturally, it can be sort of occasionally uh, supplemented by PPC campaigns. Uh, but as I as I said before, in the long run, it's uh, the most cost-effective way of making your, uh, your business uh, become visible online. So Google puts incredibly high markup for Google Ads, uh, spe- specifically for certain categories that are obviously... Uh, the most popular ones, uh, like financials, insurance companies, uh, or, or other categories that are really popular to be to be visible on, um, depending on comp- competitiveness of certain phrases, cost per click might be uh, might be enormous uh, and simply not worth doing. Uh, so you cannot perform SEO uh, as a one-off activity and then reap the benefits uh, of it forever. Uh, it's an inherently continuous process, but it also, in the long run, brings you way more, um, way more uh, benefits if you're doing it in a, uh, if you're doing it in a, a coherent and and um, and and steady way. Mm-hmm. And so, when when you're um, on this visibility, and and when you're when you're trying to figure this all out, is it, for example? You know, harder to get visible on Google because you just said maybe with PPC the price per click might be so high than it is on Bing or other search machines. Um, can you can you explain that to us? Well, when we talk about search engines, a lot of people simply assume that we're talking exclusively uh, mm. about Google, right? So, yep. 
However, depending on the market, other competitors such as uh, Yandex in Russia, uh, Baidu in uh, China, or Bing, uh, which has a few percent market share in the UK, for instance, uh, are also there. Uh, not many consumers know that, for instance, in, in, in Czech Republic, Google's uh, close competitor has almost 13% of search, uh, search market share, uh, which you, you can really clearly know. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, compared to the other search engines, uh, Google's ranking algorithms are way more complicated. Uh, they change more dynamically, and thus it might be harder to catch up with them. Uh, we have to remember that due to the uh, to these market share differences between Google, which still remains practically an, a monopolist player, and other engines, it's in- incomparably harder for a business to be to be visible on Google. Um, than on Bing on uh, or other uh, competing uh, competing uh, engines, but uh, at the end of the day, that's basically all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and um, you know what 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 I'm hearing from you, Google complicated. Uh, um, SEO is not a one-off thing. Now, uh, Cinda did a study and um, a landscape study across Europe, and it showed that only. The, I think the low number was 26%. The very high number was 48 but I'd say the average was below 30% of small and um, medium businesses use SEO. And do you think it is because it's so complicated and they don't have anybody to do it for them and it's not a one-off thing? Why do you think they don't use SEO? Well, there are certain reasons for that. I mean, many SEO agencies simply communicate to their SMB clients that SEO is an extremely hard thing to understand for, for an average small business owner. Mm-hmm. As a consequence, many potential customers are simply discouraged from paying for something they cannot understand. Um, but reality lies somewhere in the middle. I mean, SEO is a complicated process, but we, uh, for instance, at, uh, at Sunray System, uh, believe that the value we provide for SEO campaign is not just the service itself. Uh, so so the, the service that, that, that comes down to becoming more visible, but also we share guidelines and good practices, uh, handbooks with customers. They are being provided with uh, with these um, with these guidelines in the form of so, of so-called Sunrise uh, SEO Academy, and mm. thanks to these guidelines, uh, service is uh, performed still um, by us. Uh, but SMBs get to grasp uh, the basic assumptions of it, and if needed, they can, for instance, um, produce their own SEO-friendly content on their website uh, on an ad hoc basis. Uh, and achieve many other uh, things. Obviously, we have to remain realistic in that sense, and uh, many small business owners will not be able to do the uh, campaign themselves. They should not focus on that. They should focus on their own business. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's probably one of the, uh, the reasons to find the right balance and uh, still try to educate, uh, educate the, the sector and, uh, and the, the industry as such. Mm-hmm. And you you said before in that you're seeing more investing into SEO. And do you think um, you know sometimes good comes out of bad? That maybe you know the SMBs are getting more educated now, and and this kind of crisis pushed them into this. So so, so um, you know, are you seeing an increase more in one segment or another segment, or just kind of an increase of interest across the board? Well, we see an increased interest across the board in a way because mm-hmm. um, 
paradoxically, COVID-19 crisis um, has sort of opened up to many business owners' eye in a sense that they uh, they discerned a whole new business opportunity. I mean, um, traditionally, brick-and-mortar shops uh, had to reorientate their, their business uh, in a sense that they um, they had to sell online because they just didn't have any other options. Mm-hmm. So, so to, to sell online, obviously, um, they, they had to, 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 to gain certain visibility, just like in a traditional mm-hmm. shop. And that this is when uh, they started to, to understand or that at least the need to find out more about SEO uh, techniques and finding the right partner to do it. Mm-hmm. And so what are some of the best pra- SEO practices that you are now seeing? Well, I would say that the best practices that SMB specifically need to have in mind uh, nowadays uh, come down to, uh, to, to three things. Uh, so first of all, um, there, there should, um, they should have in mind the change uh, of the approach to SEO that we have witnessed over uh, of the past years. Uh, SMBs need to give up thinking only um, for a prism of a closed list of selected keywords and focus instead on a broad optimization of the entire website's content. Why? Uh, because of factors such as uh, personalization and localization of search engine result pages, mm. combined with rising voice search and mobile usage, uh, which lead to a situation that is almost impossible to know all the popular um, keywords that users can type. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus, users tend to search with so-called long-tail phrases, meaning that instead of um, what we experienced in the past, or users uh, typed two words queries, they now type seven. Uh, and it's simply impossible to, to, to just focus uh, focus on, on a few uh, keywords uh, rather than uh, focus on mm. the entire visibility. So that's one thing. Uh, second thing, uh, SMBs should also focus on their local presence and optimize uh, their Google My Business card as well as other uh, local listings or directories. That's, um, that's simple. Uh, even for for not tech savvy uh, owners to, to sort of uh, keep up with, and um, if the medium business, uh, for instance, operates in a few states or, or cities, it's it's really crucial to take this into consideration as well and to be visible uh, through through uh, through local listings. And thirdly, um, I would say that valuable natural content is still ruling over the digital landscape, and this has been communicated by Google uh, in two ways. Uh, fairly recently, we, we saw BERT algorithm uh, implemented a few months ago that puts huge emphasis on understanding natural language plus the so-called EAT. So um, the algorithm guidelines um, coming down to expertise, trustworthiness, and uh, authority. Uh, so if we translate this into a local context of, uh, of SMB, Think of it as um, online pharmacy or beauty store uh, that um, gained so much traction in the COVID-19 mm-hmm. crisis. So imagine how much they uh, better off um, they would be, uh, given the fact that their websites or online stores content would um, would include a lot of expert content. And it's not that difficult if you think of uh, of this specific business. Uh, obviously, a lot of commercials that we that we watch or that we uh, that we uh, see online um, already include um, an expert or a certain authority that uh, advertises um, a toothbrush or or a toothpaste or uh, certain cosmetics. 
so it's just a matter of uh, translating this into a, um, a search search engine context and and putting as much uh, trustworthy uh, expert mm. content uh, on your on your website or uh, e-commerce store to 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 just be visible. Yeah, and there are there tools that can help you do you know for with SEO. Um, could you? Uh, there there are several popular to, sort of DIY sort of do-it-yourself tools uh, mm-hmm. available on the market, but they still remain to be useful in hands of those who have already mm-hmm. uh, worked with SEO uh, themselves. And our last experience working with uh, dozens thousands of SMBs worldwide, we know that. SMB owners simply specialize in their own fields, and that's mm-hmm. nothing wrong about that. They they won't devote certain amount of time uh, to learn sufficient amount of information to perform a successful SEO campaign, mm-hmm. and and that's um, that's how we uh, envisage this this as well. Yeah. Um, well, we're getting towards the end. This has been really interesting, and we're getting towards the end of the show. So, um, I just like you know we got a lot of small businesses listening, digital agencies, and if you were just to sum it up with the three most important things to ensure your business stays visible online, what would they be? Well, uh, if we had a little bit more time, then I would give more than three, <laughs> three. factors. But because it's uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, I think that the three three key factors to look at are um, natural yet uh, trustworthy content on your website, as mentioned already. Uh, generally speaking, active participation uh, in the online world, so understood as a regular posting on social media channels and um, cooperating with the right service provider in the long run. Um, SMBs just have to remember that just like Rome wasn't built in uh, in a day, uh, <laughs> SEO takes time to grasp and uh, also is a long-term process. And SMBs should uh, remember that it'll take some time to to see the tangible effects in the form of uh, phone calls, orders, and um, and finance eventually. <laughs> Yeah. Well, th- great. This has been really great. And um, and thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. And for our listeners, uh, we've been we've been list- talking with uh, Mateusz Oczewski, and he is the uh, head of international partnerships for Sunrise Systems. And Sunrise is a part of the Bauer Media Group out of Germany. And they are experts in the area of SEO, SEM, and working on... Uh, the development in this area since 2008. And uh, if you'd like to learn more about Sunrise or Bauer, you can go to www.sunrisesystems.com and you can go to www.bauermedia.com and Bauer is B-A-U-E-R. And if you'd like to talk to Mateusz, he'll be happy to reach out to you. And he's on LinkedIn and his last name is spelled O-S-I-E-C-K-I with a LinkedIn number of 0036864646. So, uh, Matush, one more time, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, so uh, Pleasure is all mine. And uh, hopefully uh, we will see you soon. Um, and for our listeners, uh, Matush also has a presentation on the Cinda Academy. And this show is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda one is fastest growing digital marketing and local search associations. And as I said, there's a presentation on online marketing 
from Sunrise Systems under the Cinda Academy. So please take a look at that. And to learn more about Cinda, go to www.cinda.org. Cinda does hold digital conferences in Europe. And on the Cinder Academy, under cinder.org, you can also see customer blogs, white papers, market research, and webinars. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And please reach out to me with questions on leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And please do not forget to tune in to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you happen to miss us, then please go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. And with that, thanks for listening this week. And please tune in again next week. And goodbye. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.